Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader Manager Coach. Welcome along to the podcast. It's great to have you along and as always, thank you for your time and thank you for your trust in Leader Manager Coach. As you know, on Leader Manager Coach, we aim to bring you a very unique aspect of leadership management and coaching and one of the things we pride on our pride ourselves on is being authentic and uh, one of the things that we're actually going through at the moment is Eknath Iaswan's words to live by and we are sharing much of this phenomenal gentleman's wisdom and its application to the world of management and to leading people and to achieving a more successful life and a more successful career and helping other people to facilitate exactly the same. So this episode is episode seven and it's episode seven of Eknath Yaswaran's words to live by. And as always, when we go through something like this, we're going to give you a number of real key bullet points and we're going to highlight how how I see, obviously, but I hope you will be able to take these points and utilize them from your own unique point of view and apply them where they resonate with you, the ones that do resonate with you, because that's what it's all about. It's about you and it's about helping you on your journey. Okay, here we go. First one, number one, no matter what our position in life, no matter what we are aiming to do, one of the most difficult things to do consistently is to listen. I can say this from a very personal point of view. You know, sometimes we get some knowledge and as a coach, as a manager, we feel we have to impart that and give it to other people. And you know, sharing of knowledge is one of the places that it's at. But there's a great phrase that says, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And I think if we look back at our our lives, our careers, we can probably see and remember and cringe at the amount of times and the number of times that we maybe have espoused information and almost forced information onto people, or tried to force it into people, into teams, and to get them to understand and to take it on board. The interesting thing is that at the time we took on that information, we filtered it and it was right for us. Otherwise, it wouldn't have resonated and we wouldn't have remembered it, recalled it and applied it to our own situation. That does not, of course, mean that it is other people are ready for that information. And one of the key things and the key skills about being a great leader, a great manager, a great coach, a great facilitator and an educator is to know how much to give, when to give it and what to give. So the quantity and the quality, and of course, timing is everything. And on the way to that, the 
the, the key thing or one of the key things to getting to that point is listening. And we have to listen. Sometimes we think we listen, but we do not hear. We listen, but we don't hear. We have to concentrate. We have to have our minds free. And we have to be 100% focused on who it is, the person that we are dealing with at that point in time. And you know, you cannot underestimate how powerful that is because you will come across people again later on in life or you will hear things and people will say things like, this particular person made me feel better. They helped me. They were, I felt well in their presence and, and so on and so on. And one of the key things is that that person was focused upon. And a part of that is listening. How well do we listen? And we can all improve on how we listen and it will impact our results with people phenomenally. You know, if somebody, if a patient comes to a doctor and says, I've got a headache, but the doctor wants to give a medication for a gastrointestinal problem, is that going to help the patient? No, it's probably a very successful medication, but it's inappropriate for that particular person. How well do we listen? A great question to ask. We can all improve on that. Okay, number two, when we are imparting information, Eknath talks to us about having three gatekeepers. So almost three gatekeepers to the words that leave our mouths. Number one, is what we're gonna say true? Do we know it's true? as far as we know. Number two, how are we saying it? Are we saying it in a, an unkind way? Are we saying it in an obtuse way? Are we saying it in a way that will get a negative reaction from people? And number three, is it necessary? You know, I don't think there's many, I, let me just go back a stage. I was listening to a radio broadcast yesterday and it was about the publication of books. And there's never, ever been a time, according to what I heard, that there's been so much material, so many books. That doesn't include audiobooks. It doesn't include podcasts. It doesn't include all the articles, all the things that are written and available, videos, audios on social media. It's about books. There's never been a time where there's been so many thousands and probably millions of books available to people to choose from. And the question was to this uh, publisher, how, how do people choose and negotiate their way through this plethora of choice? And the person's answer was, I do not know. And she ended up saying that there is an element of luck in what it is that gets to the top of the bestseller list. But apart from that, what I want to say to you is because there is so much noise out there, because there is so much information, if you just decide to join that for the sake of joining it and impart that knowledge, you will just become part of the noise. And if you become a person, a leader, a manager, a coach who imparts wisdom when it's necessary, when it's appropriate, and you are efficient with your communication, you will have a greater impact. You know, if you just talk and talk and talk and talk and just chat things through all the time and, and you give information that, that's irrelevant and, and, and isn't focused, compare that to somebody who doesn't say anything all the time and doesn't just comment on things, but actually 
infrequently goes through those thought processes of is this true am i imparting it in the right way and is it necessary and i think if you use those three things in terms of your own communication it will have an impact on the power of your words okay moving on next one here's one we've talked about before it's a powerful one and it's something that we can probably use all the time certainly on a daily basis detachment detachment there are some very wise individuals on the planet who talk about results and emotional pain and disappointment and negative emotions and look, we're in the business of of getting better we're in the business of helping people to get better we're in the business of creating teams and cultures and creating success and improving people's careers and their lives and moving the envelope of success forward if you want to just put it into a into a phrase and within that we set part of that process is we set goals and we work towards them you set goals for your players your your athletes your your people in your teams and yourselves of course and you move towards them and if you are a, a normal human being you will feel frustrated at times you will wonder at the lack of progress and you will think wow this is slow it's taking a long time and the, the, the patience issue will 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 come to the fore and you will feel frustrated and one of the things that Eknath talks about that, that some real real leaders talk about who, who who actually get this to a to an nth degree is something called detachment and it's about what the Stoics call understanding what is in your control and what is outside your control. And it's such a great point to revisit that the things that are in our control and your players' control and your athletes' control, as John Wooden, the coach of the century, used to say, is you can work really hard, you can play hard, you can train hard, you can put the hours in, you can be focused, you can practice, you can do the repetitions, you can turn up with a positive mindset and so on and so on and so on what you cannot control is the results that follow so if we place how we feel and our emotions on what it is we control i.e our input what we can do what we can say how we can focus and are detached from the results although that's what we're in the game for but ultimately we cannot control and we can only control our input into that then our emotional responses will be much better and we won't go on that roller coaster of up and downs that slow us down and cause us to have so much heartache if you like and unnecessary emotional pain so practicing detachment and teaching that to the people in your teams it's a great way of moving forward at a quicker quicker pace okay next one We've talked about this many times. Dan Abraham, the great sports psychologist, he mentions things like this. And one of the things that you can do for yourself and one of the things that you can do for your team is you can teach them to find a meaningful mantra for them. And what I mean by that, or what we mean by that is, you know, if you're turning up and you need to get into a certain mindset, 
at a certain time. Say it's a game situation. And the classic game situation is, right, we're going to, we're leaving the dressing room. We're going over that white line for that game. Onto the track, into the swimming pool, whatever it is. You know, we talked about in a previous episode something called Kela Mukha, which is a, it's a Bangladeshi phrase that means game face. And we just got the players to, to, to use that phrase, that snappy game face phase phrase that got them into a mindset. Now, it doesn't have to be a momentary thing. It can almost be a career thing where somebody has a phrase, somebody has a, a mantra, somebody has a, uh, something that they say to themselves on a consistent basis that overcomes negative emotion. People call it self-talk. People call it affirmations. It can be an I am phrase. You know, I am healthy. I am strong. I am a winner. I am focused. It can be a we are phrase. It can be anything that resonates and works for you or the individuals that you work with. And what Eknath encourages us, is, encourages us to do is to use a mantra to loosen, as he says, those negative emotions that resonate in our mind and will, like weeds in our garden, um, undermine all the, all the things that we want there. So encourage, I encourage you and I encourage you to talk to your teams about a mantra and to help them to find the right ones for them. Okay, let's move on. Next thing that Eknath talks about. Never mind if you are in a team. Never mind if you are part of an organization, which you probably are, of course. Everyone is on their own personal journey. And particularly in teams, particularly in cultures, particularly in environments where we have a common aim, which is a fantastic thing, it's so easy to overlook this. Let me just give you a story. At the moment, um, in the, the current situation, I've been working with a team of people. And in this team of people, of half a dozen, there have been somebody who's left because and moved to another organization and they've been they've had to do that or, or it's transpired that they've done that because they have had a that one of their close family members has had some real significant health issues and that person was supporting him and, and, and needed to have a different environment to work in in order to facilitate th their own life somebody else had another close relative, a parent who needed real close support and attention. And at the same time, had one of their closest friends pass away. And this particular person who was in a leadership capacity opened up and actually said, I am struggling. It is the most I can do to turn up at the workplace to actually be the leader I want to be and be as strong as I need to be to face the challenges. I, I do not feel capable of doing that right now. They were transparent, they were honest. And so those, the things that they were asked to do, you know, have been passed on to somebody else. 
And there's, on the back of that, there's a couple of new people who've come into the team. And one of them has had to take on additional responsibility, which has been over and above what you would have expected somebody to do new to a, to a situation. And therefore, what they needed to know and what they needed to do, they've had to be supported. And you know, I'm talking about myself right now, but I've had to support them through that. Now, that's an example of a team. But what it is, it's an example of a team where everybody is in the on their own personal journey. And if you just decided to say, right, this team needs to do X, I'm going to have no empathy whatsoever for what all the individuals are going through. There would have been what some people might have called just a train crash where three or four people would have dropped out, had to leave, not turned up, or certainly turned up but not have been able to do what they needed to do. The key skill of leadership was to understand what was going on with all those individuals personally and then deal with it appropriately. And the only way that could have been done was to treat everybody as an individual. So the lesson here is as a leader, how close are you to your individuals knowing what's going on in their lives, what their journey is, where they are, they're in a good place and not so good place, what challenges are they going through and how can you facilitate them moving forward through that. So that's that one. Okay, let's move on. We've talked about this before and Eknath comes back to this one. And um, he says, the question we always have to ask ourselves and put ourselves in is, how may I serve? As a leader, how may I serve? And one of the podcast episodes that we've done on Leader Manager Coach recently was, was with a young man who totally admits that he's not a household name and he's not the famous in the world of football, but he's been in football for a long, long time. And he is a perfect example of servant leadership. And I think it's an absolutely wonderful phrase that we can all aspire to do. You know, how... It's all about facilitating other people. Leadership is about facilitating success in others. And it's not about pandering to what we want. It's not about pandering to our own egos. In fact, it's about overcoming our own, our own ego drives. And it's about showing how it's possible to help others along, to facilitate success with them and to be others focused. That is what real successful leadership is about you know shanks didn't get to be the loved person that he is by trying to get himself to the top of the tree he did it for his supporters and he had a great depth of of emotion and love for his players and, and his club you know it, it's such an easy thing to think i want the adulation i want the glory the the finances that go along with that and and, and all the trappings that, that the social media and uh, and society seems to portray as the as the thing that should be aimed for and ultimately all those things will be secondary yes they may come along and in fact they may be curses as people say it's a curse to be famous There's many many people say who who have that um, position because you know, you don't have the freedom that, that people have. So be careful what it is you wish for. 
and understand that really and truly, ultimately, where it's at is serving others in whatever way that is in your own life. You know, all those phenomenal number of players, and we've talked about this before too, who say, the greatest influence on my career was my mum. Why? Because she constantly served from morning till night, day after day, week after week, month after month. She was the constant who was always there, serving, serving, serving. Aim to be that leader. Okay, moving on. Eknath S1 moves us on and he talks about that old chestnut, that, that thousands of year old principle going the extra mile. We will feel fatigued at times. We will over, over, overrun our, our energy levels. We will feel we cannot do anymore and we will have the temptation to down tools and to say, right, that's enough and fair play. At times we, we must, in fact, all the time we need to look after ourselves and take care of ourselves emotionally and physically. But the principle is of going the extra mile. You know, how many times in life have you experienced it where somebody has gone above and beyond in terms of levels of service and how does that make you feel? You go into a shop, you go into a, a restaurant, you go into an organisation where the people actually don't just treat you as a customer, they treat you as somebody they actually care about and they do a couple of extra little things that take effort, they take a little bit of time and a little bit of thought, but it makes you feel special. And how do you feel? You feel loyal, you will recommend them and you will probably go back. Imagine how that feels and how that can be with your people. Because if they see you going the extra mile, you will be an example to them. And if you want them to go the extra mile, you want them to put in the extra time, you want them to put in the extra effort, you want them to, to, to do more, you will have to do it yourself to show them and be the example. It just works. You know, if you stand there and shout and you finish at four o'clock every day and you go home and you want people to stay till six o'clock, I'm not sure that's going to happen. But if you're in the office at, at 7 a.m. in the morning, like Sir Alex Ferguson often was, and uh, many other people too, then you are setting an example of going the extra mile. Don't doubt that amazing principle, as Eknath reminds us, going the extra mile. Okay, one of the things that, if not the thing that Eknath is renowned for, and the, probably the number one thing that, that travels through all of his work is the practice of meditation. And again, I was listening to another broadcast yesterday about somebody who was, was, had, had had in their life some real severe challenges. And one of the things that had brought about a change in circumstance and an improvement was the practice of meditation. And, you know, many, many people talk about it. Fewer people do it. And it's one of those things that's got a little bit of a, a stigma to it and people don't really understand it. And it is one of those things that is very, very personal. But stillness, as Ryan Holiday talks about, quiet or meditation or control of your breathing and control 
of that monkey mind, as Dr. Steve Peters talks about, the chimpanzee, however you want to describe it and however you want to challenge it is up to you. But meditation is something I ask you to consider. And one of the things that will will help you to understand its power and understand its possible role in your own life and your own well-being is the work of Eknath Yaswaran. And uh, just a little story to to end on, really, in terms of how how it, it impacted uh, teams and so on, is that when we when I was out in South Asia, when we used to do our strength and conditioning sessions, particularly on a hot afternoon, we'd go through the processes and we'd do the the movements and and we'd be specific and we'd work really hard with the players, and at the end of that, we would go into uh, I didn't call it a meditation practice, but I just guided them into a, a breathing and a relaxation process, which was a meditative process. And I can tell you that the players absolutely loved it and it became a real integral part of our training program. And, uh, you know, I, I, it's something I'm, a, I'm a, an enormous advocate of meditation. Uh, it's a very personal journey. And it's something that you can only do yourself. And uh, it's not something to talk about. It's something just to practice because that's what it is. It is a practice in the, the, of meditation. The, the, the emphasis is on the practice, not meditation. It's on the practice. And it's not a magic pill. It's not a, a potion. It's not a cure-all. It is a practice that can have just unparalleled and phenomenal impact on your life i can't say any more than that and um if eknath yaswaran talks about it and is an advocate of it then i can't say any more than that so there we go those are the key the key things i want to i want to highlight from from eknath this uh, this particular episode episode seven you know and uh hopefully we've talked about a good few there going the extra mile Asking how may I serve and being a better listener amongst them, and uh, maybe the key three, the three key ones, if not being detached as well. So there we go. That's Eknath Yaswan's words to live by. Don't forget to uh, have a look and download the app and uh, find out what we've got on Leader Manager Coach. As always, great to have you along, and uh, thanks for listening. Catch you later. Bye bye.